What if your body was a gift and contribution to your life and not something that you... What if your body was a gift and contribution to your life and not something that you've been stuck with? What if your body could change quickly and easily? Right Body for You will inspire you and show you a different way of creating the body and the life you truly desire. Now here's your host, Danielle. Hi everyone. Greetings from Ireland. I am here in this beautiful country staring at cows. Behind me is a field with cows. It's just completely gorgeous here. Um, and thank you for joining me for this second show. Sorry if things are a little hollow sounding. Um, we are working with the best internet <laughs> that we can. I'm just so excited to be with you here live. So welcome to Right Body for You, um, a place where each week I'd like to present to you different uh, possibilities for your body and different ways of, of being with your body that you might have actually considered before. Um, today I have asked, well each week I'm going to have a guest talking about how they use the tools to their body, be with their body, or just kind of experience their body through a different way. Um, and I've asked the amazing Diva Diaz to join me. Hello, Diva. How are you? Hello. <laughs> I'm great, thank you. Um, and so I asked Diva to be with me today because she, you know, I know her now. She has this amazing connection with her body and she's able to perceive things with it, be with it, questions. And it wasn't always that way from talking to her. It was really amazing because she was. And well, it is a dancer, but she says, do all sorts of dance and we're going to get it. And so that's why we call the confessions from a ballerina's body, right? Um, I'm not sure they can hear us. All right, so where do you think you're going? All right, so. Yes, Confessions from a Dancer's Body, and we purposely took the title from Dancer's Body because we're also going to be talking not just with Diaz, Diva, <laughs> but also her body. And so that's, that's really fantastic because everybody seems to have the point of view of it's like, oh, if you're there, then you must have this great community and connection with your body, and oh, I could never get my body to, you know, move like that or be like that. You know, we talked last week about the, um, we talked last week about the, uh, what were those people, the magicians. Who <laughs> <laughs> the chimney <laughs> This is our brain, I'm just running in. Um, no, from the Cirque Soleil people, and oh, yeah. about how the amazing people, like some of it, um, they have a great body and this seems to be for ease or elegance. So I was really inspired by talking to you over the past few years about how you were with your body and how you are now. So could you give a little bit of a background about you, about how, um, what kind of dancing you used to do? First off, yes, what kind of dancing did you used to do? Let's start in that way. So I started dancing classical ballet at the age of three. Um, I actually remember my first ballet class on the floor in a circle with other three-year-olds and we had to point our toes and then flex our toes. And pointing with good toes and flexing with naughty toes. Toes and toes. And so I did ballet uh, quite intensely until I was 17. And in that I did, you know, my classic tap and modeling and jazz and whatever, like my parents used to take me around the country. Uh, dance festivals and competitions and whatnot. And then I was a hip-hop dance teacher for two years at university. Um, and that was it. <laughs> I love to dance and it's just, I found it amazing, you know, talking to you about some of your stories about the band and how you were with your body. And you jokingly said that, well, any ballerina has to not be in or not connection with your body to be able to dance. And it wasn't as good. <laughs> <laughs> and there was just 
so much energy on it. I just thought that was that was really fascinating. Uh, so what what expand on that just a little bit when you're talking about because um, I know that you said that they had to uh, kind of torture the bodies almost, you know, because you know in the description I put what society thought a ballerina's body should be. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean I remember being um, six years old in a dance class and looking around me. I mean I grew up in England and then my parents are Colombian, so you look at Colombian, they're <laughs> not particularly tall. <laughs> they have dark hair, a bit curvy, and um, I grew up in England where everybody's tall, skinny. Um, and I have these very straight bodies that are perfect for ballet. And I remember looking around when I was six, going, oh my God, I do not look like these girls. How am I going to get to be that? Like, I look ridiculous dancing. And it was funny because in that same dance class, I remember the judge telling my mother how I was the best in the class and I had the best rhythm and I had so much potential. And in my head, I was like, well, that must be a lie because I'm actually this. When I was six, and so these, you know, through doing this, you work with acts of consciousness and realizing that actually a lot of what we you know, our thoughts and stuff are actually our awareness of these perceptions of the world around us and, you know, things that other people are thinking or even projecting. I now know that that probably wasn't my own thought as a six-year-old. However, this is what I'm going to start with, like, what you look like, um, because that, that's what it's about, you know, how your body looks when you're actually performing. So, you've shared with me some of the stories about the incredible things of what you've had to do to get your body to what you thought it should look like. Um, you know, like, the tell me about the apple. Oh, apple story. I used to um, have this great trick of, like, just saying how long I could go without eating. <laughs> Minor detail, eating. No way to do there. Um, and I, I was about 12 years old when I started this, and, and I was, you know, an overachiever even then. <laughs> so I once, I think it was nine days, was only eating either two or three apples. I can't quite remember. But um, I would pretend that I felt sick every time my family cooked or it was the meal time. I pretended I'd eaten at the friend's house. And very much of my life growing up was, you know, I would go to classes six days a week, and on the seventh day I would be at a dance festival actually performing. So um, it was very much, you know, comparing the bodies, who was skinnier, flexible, who had somehow injuries for some kind of trophy that you were able to like wear. It's like, well, well, you know, I got the blood vessel and you burst the blood vessel, so you're not working hard enough. Are you serious? Yeah, and so you get like a huge thing on your ankle because blood vessel would be burst and then your ankle would just be swollen and horrendous. Um, and so my whole life I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I had to work a little bit harder to be really skinny and tall and blonde because I wasn't living. So I would just not eat and do all these crazy different things that really were not a kindness to my body and, and just created a lot of ease uh, within the way that I thought about myself, actually. Well, and what's fascinating is that, you know, they would compare injuries. Oh, yeah. So it's like how, you know, we, we've talked about before, what if your point of view creates your reality? And what if your point of view creates your body? So there's that you have to destroy your body to prove how hard you're working. Yeah. How much are we actually, you know, and people do that just exercising or whatnot. Yeah. You know, I used to watch the show Biggest Loser all the time. And they would be proud when they would work out so much they would throw up. Like, oh, here you go. Now you're working hard. Yeah. You know, it's like so... You know, everywhere that we are doing that, everywhere we are, you know, creating the creation, wherever we are creating our bodies through the destruction of our bodies, <laughs> which is known as destroying our very death. Yeah. Right, where we get down the bottom, like going down. And one of these is actually a clear statement in verbal processing from Access Consciousness that is. It's an amazing set of tools and techniques that can change any area of your life that does work for you. And the right body for you is actually part of active consciousness for using those tools. And what it does is it works on the energetic level. The thought out of the insanities that we, we do, we would have thought of that a long time ago, you know. I like to say, hello, my name is Danielle, I'm a reformed thinker. And... Uh, <laughs> And so what if there were actually energetic blocks, you know, creating that? And so if we have the point of view that 
we're only creating our body once we've proved the destruction of it, you know, to prove how hard we work. You know, if we can get rid of the energetic limitations around that, we can actually see a different possibility and make a change. And so that's what, basically, for those of you who don't know, that's what I just did. As these were talking, the energy came up, and I asked you if you'd be willing to just try and create that. But basically, all that means is you're willing to let it go. You can make a change. You're willing to see a different possibility. So now I'll use the access clarity statement. And the great thing is, because it works on energy, you don't actually have to know everything for it um, to have to know it cognitively for it to work. Um, it just will. But if you do want more, you can go to theclearingstatement.com and there's a bunch of information on there about the clearing statement and what it is, what all the words mean. But since we only have an hour today, um, I'm going to invite you to theclearingstatement.com to learn more about that if you'd like. And we're going to go on with the processing. So, I, so it's been about, like, you know, we're talking about how you're creating your body with that. Hmm. What about how you interact with your body to get it actually to move? Because, you know, there's the creation of the body, and then there's the moving the body and actual dance movement and that kind of stuff. Oh, see, for me, that part was always the magic. Like, the movement was just, there was a communion with my body where there was no space to judge it. I mean, it might sound strange, but it was almost like being, I mean, you know, in communion with the music as well, and like it all becomes one, which was like an expression of the music. Um, so for me, that was always easy, and I was always, you know, the kind of dancer that maybe I was a little stiff, but if I just worked for a few hours for a show, I would be so flexible the next day. I mean, my body was really able to, to do amazing things um, with very little work. So it was mainly, actually, the whole uh, thing that went on in my head that I thought I had to do to actually sit in as well. Whereas my body itself was really able to enjoy um, most of the dance and doing that and actually be really, really good at it as well with no effort at all. So, wait a minute. So, you're saying it's not either or. It's not all not in communion or all in communion with your body. You can actually, you can function from different levels of different things. Yeah. It's like you might be driving down the road and be happy and then for a second, you know, get a bit of road rage. And then, <laughs> that's not that I'm making a reference to myself or anything. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Around in the side, so, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's having a little bit of tension with our bodies. So, <laughs> so we need to go to break here fairly soon. Um, and so, if anybody can call in and Skype again, I this is all new for me, so things aren't working exactly um, as it is. Please bear with me. It's only the second time, so I'm back on the radio. You know, I did radio with my own radio show for four years, and then I produced my mom's for 27. Um, being on the internet is for me, and I'm loving it, and um, thank you to all those who are already supporting it. I'm just so grateful, um, the information that's, that's been shared about it. And, um, you know, each week, again, I want to share the kind of examples of how people use the tool, the right body for you, use the tool. And created a positive connection with their bodies that actually changed their life, kind of made happy and, you know, changed a few things. And what else is even possible that we haven't even begun to discover yet? Um, so we are going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Miss Diaz about her glories and fabulous dancing days <laughs> and um, how we begin to shift and change when um, active fashion has entered her life. So this email, this is right body for you on A to Zen FM, and we will be right back after this break. Thanks, everyone. What if your body could be an ease and not a burden? What would life be like if you could enjoy your body? What if changing your body was easier than we've been taught? And what if it's not about the latest fad? Join Danielle each week on Right Body for You as she explores what bodies are and the ease of change that's possible. Each week, you will receive inspirational stories of those who've used the Right Body for You energetic tools to change their body and the tools that they used, tools that you can begin to use immediately. Listen for Right Body for You every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 
12 p.m. Mountain and 11 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. This is Right Body for You with Danielle. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 or Canada 613-800-8763 or U.K. 4433-0001-0625. You can Skype us at atizen.fm. Or if you'd like to email a question, please send it to danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. Um, welcome back to the news. This is Danielle. Um, thank you for joining us this afternoon, this morning, this evening. I don't know where you are. I'm not even sure where I am. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm in Ireland, near Dublin. And both of neighbors, besides Zima, the new with me, are cows. Honestly, it's actually been interesting to watch them move around. It has, yeah. <laughs> You know, these are apparently younger cows, and so they scamper, and they split, and they flirt, and they have a good time. So it's really, and Diva called them natural, natural lawnmowers or something like that. It was pretty funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of your guys dropped out. Eva. I'm eating here for Eva. Um, anyway, so I asked Diva to join us this week because she had some interesting experiences with body over the years. Um, she did some she did dancing, she she's done a lot of things that have incorporated her her body. And it was it's been interesting to talk to you about how it's like the actual movement of your body joins with the magic you had been communing with. Yeah. But you had a few points of view about the creation of it. Yes. And you know, and it's so what I find interesting is, and, and what we tend to do is I'm like, okay, so you had this point of view, you were a good girl, a good ballerina, a good dancer, when you did eat for two or three apples for three weeks and how that how that carried into your everyday life. Yes, but let me add that that I never had the point of view that I was a good dancer or a good Anything. It's not. It's very interesting because this insanity that we create. Like, oh, when I'm finally ten pounds lighter and I look such and such in my dance clothes, you know, my day clothes or whatever, then I'll be happy. Only that day never comes. <laughs> oh, no. So it's just a constant like roundabout of um, insanity, basically. In um, the, which is really interesting because, you know, you do that to target, like, when this and this, then I'll look better in the, you know, then I'll be better for the show, then I'll be better for this. Actually, that's not a real target. That's something different and strange. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and like we were saying, this didn't stop with the dancing. It's not just with the dancing. You know, I would I would venture to guess that when you start seeing, you also have some of those kind of point of view you start your head and you continue to create your body. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I mean, I remember going through and being so happy if I could last like that at a university, university or college for those that are <laughs> uni. Yeah, actually, the truth. <laughs> and I'm grateful for this 
conversation because I to everyone listening, if you're thinking this is a bit of a weird conversation, um, this is the first time that I've been willing to talk about this stuff. I've been able to talk about my dance background and what all of that created. Um, so I'm grateful to you for giving me the space for that. But the other thing that I have to add is that... Well, and thank you for being vulnerable with that. You know what I mean? This is it's interesting that you're ready to face the place to be that. We're having some technical issues on our side, so it's like, you know, what anti-consciousness out there is not it's the vulnerability and the truth of this that will set people free. So thank you for being willing to step out and, and talk about this stuff. So. Yeah, sure. No, I like that how, you know, this is something that I see that affects people in all different kinds. Of this can be a like to dance, which it was, you know, it's for me, but I'm sure that if it hadn't been dance, it would have been something else. You know, so it's like, it's just the insanity that it's out there with regards to bodies and how your body should look and how that needs to come from judgment and force rather than actually having this communion. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, you know, I was talking last night and I said, well, now that's different because now my body's like my partner. It's like, you know, we like go and we go through the body and we create stuff and, and it's a very different energy because with judgment, you actually can't create, you can only destroy. And I thought before that that was the only way to create, so, yeah. <laughs> well, and you're in, in the way that uh, you and I always seem to communicate, you're a little bit ahead of the conversation. Um, well, because actually what I wanted to get to next was, you know, would you give a little brief, because brief of how you even first learned about access because you weren't doing it to change your body. No, no, I wasn't actually trying to fix anything, to be honest. I am, from very, very young, I think from when I was about seven, I started reading up on any kind of modality that I could. My mom always had, like, spiritual and, you know, weird kind of books in the house. So I would read them as soon as I could start to read, basically. And um, I was always aware that there was something more than our bodies and who we are and breakfast, lunch and dinner and death and all that stuff. So I was always intrigued by it and um, I got to the point in my life where I realized that nothing was really creating change or expanding my life. More than change, I would say expanding all the possibilities in my life. So I was like, I'm going to done with every kind of modality. This is rubbish. I used to work in the corporate world and at City Life, I either had to be spiritual or have money, um, but I couldn't have both. I couldn't just in the economy, for example. Well, and what was interesting is you actually had on paper and visually a fantastic life. So it's not that you were miserable, unhappy, or whatever. You just knew there was more. I knew there was more. I knew that there was a level of ease that I should have access to. I was a huge head tripper up until not that long. Okay, what do you mean by head tripper? I'll go you. Head tripper, so like I was going to sleep and I was still thinking. Uh, I could not turn off hamster on the wheel in my head. It was like never. Factory of thoughts and worries. So <laughs> I like to liken it a little bit to Alice in Wonderland on drugs. That's kind of what my head felt like. So, um, <laughs> which I still haven't seen yet. You've made this reference before. I feel like it's read the book. Like a chunk missing from my childhood. But anyway, continue. So I was always into this sense of, of peace where I would see that some people would go to work and then leave and then not think about it, and I was like, how can you not think and stress about everything? So, when I came across access, um, I wasn't that interested until I used one of the tools and it gave a huge result in business, and that's another thing. This stuff is pragmatic, it works, and it also includes everything. It does help me judge the fact that I would like to have money, you know, but I do really enjoy finance and business, and it also doesn't exclude the fact that maybe I want to have peace with my body, and I, you know, there's a more kind of like, uh, side that likes to be in nature, you know, like one isn't exclusive of the other. So that was basically how I got into it. I realized that everything was allowed and I wasn't going to be judged because, you know, I was judging myself already. <laughs> and she never does ever again. End of story. <laughs> okay, just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, you know, since the show is called Right Body for You, what is probably the biggest you've seen? with your body. I know about wow. wow. Um we need videos so we can actually see the expressions on the faces. That's that's <laughs> I'll get my camera for next I'll snap these shots. 
Well, I think there have been many big moments, and the, the, the thread that runs through all of them is that when I'm willing to create, no judgment can exist. And I have to be vulnerable because creation can only really come from vulnerability and no judgment and personal allowance, which will explain a little bit more in a second. Yeah, and what do you mean by create? What, is it physical, tangible, is it something else? Both. Okay, it's all of it. It's actually always looking for the possibility rather than the wrongness. So not just in business or money, but in everything. Parts and stuff like that. Yeah, also. in every single second of every day. I mean, I was saying to Daniel yesterday, but, um, you know, I started a few weeks ago, I started turning every single thought, conclusion, judgment, anything that I had that was like a statement that felt a little bit stuck, I started turning it into a question. For me, that's being more in this constant state of creating, where you're just willing to allow things in the universe to contribute to you. Because, you know, the universe maybe wants to contribute to us. What? could be an ease and not a burden. What would life be like if you could enjoy your body? What if changing your body was easier than we've been taught? And what if it's not about the latest fad? Join Danielle each week on Right Body for You as she explores what bodies are and the ease of change that's possible. Each week you will receive inspirational stories of those who've used the Right Body for You energetic tools to change their body and the tools that they used, tools that you can begin to use immediately. Listen for Right Body for You every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. This is Right Body for You with Danielle. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 or Canada 613-800-8763 or U.K. 4433-0001-0625. 
you can Skype us at a to zen.fm. Or if you'd like to email a question, please send it to Danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, welcome back. We in the cows missed you terribly. Um, this is Danielle, this is right body for you. And I'm sitting with Dina Diaz, and I total random thought. Um, I'm learning, you know, to speak and all that kind of fun stuff. And so Diva told me the other day that um, in Britain, it's like, you're up to something, you're being naughty or something. Yes. In school, when somebody says something naughty, you're like, um, I'm telling. And so that's why I was like, um, this is Danielle. Like, She's just showing us how naughty she is. <laughs> um, so I asked Eva to join us today because she's had an amazing journey with her body to the point of, you know, dancing, almost dying, sick of blood, to, uh, <laughs> I'm an extremist. <laughs> She creates, she creates it well, dynamically, quite dynamically. Um, and so she, she has an amazing story and journey with, with her body. And I asked you a question before the break about it's like you, you're not just saying the function of addiction. And so, how much when you're dying, were you creating? Yeah, absolutely not. And you know, it's interesting that you asked me that because I don't think I've really looked at it. You know, I have the awareness of it. But what I have to say is, it's almost like you know when you get so focused on the fact that like you have a blister on your foot that you just ignore the entire planet around you. <laughs> I was really focusing on this blister um, and ignoring everything that was <laughs> everything that was possible. You know, because a blister could be anything. You know, it's like pick your choice. You know, your disability of choice, you know, you know, whatever it is that you're creating. But it's like, as soon as I kind of looked at the bigger picture, of like, hey, I'm alive and I have a body and I'm and I've got amazing people around me who have my back and, you know, I have all the tools of access consciousness. What else is possible that I haven't even considered? And that's one of my greatest, well, not the tools, but one, that's one of the greatest tools that I need every day from access. What else is possible here that I haven't yet considered um, we from that space where I was focusing in on the problem and therefore creating more of it because I was aligning and agreeing or resisting and reacting. I was just looking at so much energy to looking at like actually what I would like to create as my life that it could be my body. Not that my body was this strange creature that I had to force into submission to look for, but I wanted to to create some kind of result. Not that kind of insanity. It's just like, okay, you know what? If it is in my body in the world, like what could I create? Like what would be fun? And what I think is really amazing is you look back upon those times and you're so freely in it. I created that. I did this. I created this disease. I created this dying. And I created it. And, oh, it served me well then. And now I'd like to, you know, choose something else. So besides the amazing fantastic tool of what else is possible here, um, what other things did you use or what occurred in those like three days where you went from like, I'm going to die tomorrow to win it? I'm actually in agnostic with my body. What's going on here? Well, one of those things I have to say was just an energetic shift, um, which I couldn't have got to cognitively. And I attempted to get that cognitively for two years. And like you said, it's been this cool. If our mind could figure everything out, wouldn't it have done so already? So many phenomenal reforms. Exactly. Um, so I was like obsessed when I mean, if I could have married my brain, I probably would have. Her and her brain. You know, but it's like that. I can't really. Okay, let's see if I can explain it. So, so I wonder how many of you guys listening um, have had those moments, but. Something changes, and it doesn't need to be a cognitive of, okay, it has to change now, which so often is done from forth, but it's like, you know what, what if something else is possible? And it's like this question where it's like, just what if? Let's just open the door to what if. Like, let's just open the door to what if something else is possible that I hadn't considered. I have to say it was more that that space that actually started to shift it, where I actually allowed myself to start receiving contribution, um, whereas before I did all with it all myself. And the other thing was really working my very hard. This, this was more like of a work that I chose to do every day. It's not going into the wrongness of what I had created, but just acknowledging it. Grand 
global expression, whether it was extreme in one way or the other, but not going into the bonus of that, because it's like, truly, what if everything that you've chosen to create, even with your body, has it been just the best that you had with the tools that were available, and what if that always led you to something, um, and what if that was your way of creating a different possibility, whatever that may have been. So for me, it was acknowledging that, not judging myself as wrong for that, which would have kept me in the judgment process, but really just being like, you know what, I've run out of ideas, I've run out of thoughts, you know, that's really what else is possible, because um, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and you know, and the one that you know, energetically, I can see people. Oh, she just you know gave up that. It's like it's not so much a giving up. It's just a. It's actually an adding to. It's not even a giving up, which I have been trying to do for so long. And and actually, it's interesting that you said that because in many of the classes that I've seen, I'm like, you know, what can you add to your life? And I used to think adding was like adding a new business, adding a project. Mm-hmm. It involved doing and adding extra hours and more effort and force and work. And I always say, like, what if you could add the energy of gratitude? What if you could add the energy of receiving? What if you could add the energy of allowance? What? Allowance? Sure, I can have allowance for other people. <laughs> but, you know, and I always ask, what if you could have the very self for yourself? What if you could show yourself the amount of allowance that you are, that you have for another person? And for me, it was all based on time. It's like, I will have allowance for myself, and I'm skinny enough that I don't need to judge myself into skinny teeth. I'm only just allowing myself when I have nothing to judge about myself, and then I can be a total allowance of myself. But oh, it's now I don't judge myself. Yeah. See that vicious cycle that we get into? Yeah. Yeah. So how would you say that your body contributes to you? How is it included in in your life? Well, <laughs> it probably doesn't only apply to me, but it's like how much can we enjoy the world that we live in and this time we didn't have a body? How much food could you taste? How much could you feel from your skin? How much could you enjoy a gorgeous view? You know, how much could you just, I don't know, just have all of that yummy contribute to you without a body? And how does that experience in the yummy stuff through your body, how does, why is that something that you uh, feel is a contribution to the creation of your life? Yeah, because it allows me to, that there's a joy in, um, there's a joy in being present rather than always a target that it's as far away in the future that I'm shooting for. Because more about that. I think a lot of people just say. So I I mean I'm a complete futurist, I can probably like big ahead on ideas and stuff. You know, I'm always like, let's do this and it's probably not quite the time, you know, things have to be instituted or whatever. But it's like I would very rarely be very present to enjoy the things now because it was never quite good enough and that was always on to the next thing, um, obviously like in the future. But for me, enjoying the yumminess means that I get to acknowledge A, created, mm-hmm. um, and B, have gratitude for myself for that, and include my being in that and acknowledge it for it being that present with me, giving me information, giving me the sensation of, you know, having something delicious again my skin, like a warm rug, you know, or sitting in front of the fire. And before I would have sat in front of the fire and gone, yeah, that's nice, and why do I not already have all of the stuff that's at the finish line, you know? Um, and I kind of, you know, I, I'm probably like making all of this a little ridiculous and jerky, but, but it really is, you know, I, and I noticed how many people listen that, but I'm kind of just like highlighting what that is because it's like, what if, you know, it's like those moments when we're out in nature and we're receiving everything, we're not judging ourselves. Those are the moments where we're actually being present. And to me, there's a huge contribution to that. And so, you know, we talked at the very beginning about how you created your body from point of view about what it should look like, how much food you should eat, or how it should move, or all that kind of stuff. What are some what is the space that you create for now? The tools that you use or the questions you ask or how you deal with it, how you treat it, what how are you how are you with your body now? <laughs> I actually when you ask that um what I get I think it's just fun. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I don't eat stuff that isn't fun to eat, but if I eat something that's so delicious that I'm basically full and delight then I have an I'm doing something with my body. 
you know, is enjoying. Um, and I like to treat it more as like this gorgeous, kind being in my life. And I think of the way that I would treat maybe a lover or someone that I really cared about, you know, the way that I would just something very gently well and like fill up on I don't know, the moisturizer or what I thought it would totally go somewhere else. You know, but it's just that gentle energy that you know, what I started asking myself is like what if I treated myself the way that I should have been treated, the way that I was treated? Which is something brilliant that Gary Douglas once said to Dr. Day here, and then the co-creators of access. And, and that always stuck with me because I think it's such a, a beautiful thing. Just tied that to so many different areas. Um, so that's really allowed me to create my body from something different. But it's not like an overnight thing where I went from being this unconscious lunatic that just was killing <laughs> to this really conscious thing. No, it's like a constant creation day in, day out. I have to sometimes catch myself and be like, actually, what else is it? Like, if I were choosing for me and if I were choosing to create what I'd really like my life to be, what would I choose right now? And then you choose something different. And you know one of what I think is brilliant about your story, Diva, is that, you know, you had been using the tools of access consciousness with your body for quite a few years <laughs> when you started down the path of accessing your body. Was like, you know, I'm going to ask everybody out there to give yourself a break. You know, maybe you're not perfect every day because really, what is perfect? And again, you're creating with the tools that you have at the time or what's right about whatever you're creating with your body. You know, people tend to think it's like, oh, well, I have this tool, I just did oh my back or I wasn't perfect today or I didn't have um, the fantastic experience or I... I love how many people think they did consciousness wrong if they have a cold. It's like, you know what? Sometimes that kind of stuff just is a creation, a curve facilitating something for your body. So please, just because you have a cold, because you may have broken something, does not actually mean that you're doing consciousness wrong. And also, what I've really got from that is, because I've really got into, well, I am doing this completely wrong. I'm just like, I'm completely fallen off the wagon. But what I got to was that actually my body was giving me permission all the way along and it was telling me something and I just wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all, one of my favorite tools, and I know you use this all the time too, is what's right about this I'm not getting. And so, like, you know, today I was doing the age-old blood sugar problem. Like, okay, what's right about this? I'm not getting because I haven't really... I used to have a really nice glycemia, and I haven't really functioned from that in forever. I never had a clue about that. So please, you have a question in that from No, yeah, and so it's like, okay, what's, what's the value of creating blood And it was just, it, what was this? When I asked that question, that's when I, we were at a coffee shop. That's when I got up and took a walk. I'm like, I didn't get out of the nature. I had to be up from in front of the computer for a little minute. And then, you know, that kind of, everything went away, and I stopped grieving it. And I wasn't doing consciousness wrong at that point. I was just choosing something different. I, well, yeah, it was like my body was giving information that was, I need to move. We need to take just a five-minute break so we can work again and function again. And so how do I want to do that? Blood sugar problems. Maybe that's what's going on here. So it's not, like, giving something break. It's not, it's not a wrongness. You're not failing. <laughs> You're not being mean to your body, just what else? What else? What's the value of the creation of it? Um, all right, so we're going to take a quick little break and we're going to get back with the final segment. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and um, thank you, everyone, so much. She was supporting this. It was our first live show. I thought about it. The last week was pre recorded. Hey, this is our live show, so welcome to the um, mayhem and mischief and the creation of fun and joy. Um, I know bodies can be, and I'm still discovering every day, every moment, every single minute of the day, my body is giving me the gift of some awareness, some new possibility. And I love speaking with others about you know, the things that they've done and created also. So this is on the right body for you, and this is on a to zen.fm. And we'll be right back after this break. What if your body could be an ease and not a burden? What would life be like if you could enjoy your body? What if changing your body was easier than we've been taught? And what if it's not about the latest fad? Join Danielle each week on Right Body For You 
as she explores what bodies are and the ease of change that's possible. Each week, you will receive inspirational stories of those who've used the right body for you, energetic tools, to change their body and the tools that they used, tools that you can begin to use immediately. Listen for Right Body for You every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. This is Right Body for You with Danielle. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 or Canada 613-800-8763 or U.K. 4433-0001-0625. You can Skype us at atizen.fm. Or if you'd like to email a question, please send it to danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the program. And welcome back to Red Body for You. This is Danielle. I am your host. I am your tour guide through the punish point. And um, that body can be, you know, and I used to point of view. I used to think that I had a body. My mom was a nutritionist. I spent 30 years of my life um, having people tell me what, how to change my body, create my body, or, you know, I just didn't want to listen. I just, you know, don't. Your body sucks. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you spend so much time talking about bodies. Like, it would be so much better if we didn't have a body. And um, now almost everything I do has the word body in it, and I just couldn't be happier in my life and fixed it. My life is so much more enjoyable now with the body, and it's changed so much, and I'm so grateful for it. So, you know, this is why I invite people to do this, to share with us how things have changed with their body, and um, just the inclusion of it has changed, has changed lives. Because um, your body is an amazing, you know, awareness organism that's giving you information for what's going on with it or, or other people or the universe or, you know, the cows outside our, our, our window here today. And those are cows. They're scampering a minute ago. <laughs> um, so, so today we're talking with Deepa Jess. She is an amazing uh, facilitator of active consciousness and X-Men. And she, she, you still dance. So how would you say dancing is different for you now than before? Now it's truly from the joy of it and following the energy, which is to me just, you know, the concept of not having to have like a plan or necessarily doing something that will look great, but just whatever is fine in the moment. Um, which ends up actually being better than if I had had a plan. Um, but that's the main thing. Now it's the enjoyment and what it contributes to my life and my body. Whereas before it was, well, it was different when I was in class and there was always a target to it. Mm-hmm. Um, now the target is fun. And has it changed it? Like, are you better? Are you worse? Is it about the same? I would say I'm better in every way. <laughs> <laughs> energy of what was 
it allows your body to do what it knows and my head would just go, like I wouldn't have any thoughts, I wouldn't be trying to control anything, it would just flow with anything. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I even know how to explain what that is. No, you but, know, it, but you know, when we're talking about the limiting, and I know you, you're sharing that with people, yes, we're talking a lot because it is talk radio, um, but we're also sharing things energetically, and it's fun to do a radio show on that point as well. Uh, so, you only have a couple minutes left, so give one quick tool that you would suggest people use for their bodies. Wow, one quick tool. What is possible that I have considered? And just that, honestly, can change the list. It's a fantastic tool. Very much. Uh, so give us a bit of information about you, where they can contact you, classes you're doing, you do cycling classes. You can find out about my classes on divadiaz.com or divadiazaccessconsciousness.com and my email is divadiazaccessconsciousness.com and those classes all over the world. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. And what she's summarizing this, she does these amazing classes working with kids who are autistic or adults, autistic or ADD, OCD, ADHD, and we're going to have you on talking about that again sometime because I know how that affects the body because my body got easier once I embraced my OCD. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And those little places that I function from huge me, and as soon as I started to start as well, I was able to see, um, you know, different ways in which I could actually include my body in that and different ways where I see situations and things with my body that had to do more with awareness than actually reality. So that's a teaser for us. That's a teaser for the next time. So thank you all so much for joining us today. It's our first live show. We're brand new to AdaZen.fm, and I am just having a great time. It's it's great to be on the radio again. It's great to be sharing information, and it's great to be interviewing people about a subject I now love and adore, bodies as well as my body, and um, the tools of access questions and the tools of the right body for you. You know, um, I co-authored a book with the founder of Ash uh, Gary Douglas called Shockingly Right Body for You. So check that out if you want. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, um, my email address is Danielle at accessconsciousness.com. Two N's, two L D O N N I E L L E at accessconsciousness.com. Or check out my website at Danielle.com. And I want to thank Ada Zen for creating this. It's a warm, fun, and inviting place. And thank you, Carol, and our producer today in dealing with us and our lateness and our, our mics and the internet. And thank you. You've been wonderful playing with us. And um, so please, so join us next have another guest with some inspiring story. So make it a happy week. Make it a fun week. And be back next week. We will be back. And I have 15 seconds to the end. I need a timer. That was fun. <laughs> all right. So thank you all again. And check out Danielle.com and the Right Body for You book. And it feels like we have more than 15 seconds. Sorry. <laughs> this is like. Thank you for listening to Right Body for You. Danielle will return next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on A to Zen.fm. We hope you and your body will join us.